You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 309. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Earn That Body podcast, and I gotta tell you, I have a huge smile on my face because spring has sprung, my friends. I mean, we are fully in spring now, and there is just something about that sunshine on your face after winter. It's like a whole new appreciation for these different changes in the seasons. Now, definitely for me, because I moved to Pennsylvania and I am now finally going to get, for the first time in my life, four full seasons. Now, that being said, I was blessed with a very mild winter here. (laughs) It was not bad at all. I actually think Austin had it way worse than I had it this year in Pennsylvania. But when you go from wintertime and the cold and more of a cloudy, you know, environment to spring, when you start to feel the warmth and the sunshine on your face, it truly impacts you emotionally and even physically. So it's not just a shift in weather, but it's a shift in your body and it can even be a shift in your health because certainly being happier is better for your health. And also a lot more people get a lot more active when that sun comes back out. So sort of that hibernation in the winter and then the sun comes out and people are sort of like out and about again and becoming more physically active, which is also gonna be better for your health. Now, what I think is important about this time of year is just to simply sometimes step back and really appreciate the shift that is happening around you. So whether you're taking a walk and you feel the sun on your face, just like stop for one moment and appreciate that moment, not with your phone, not with your camera, not with anything but your senses and really appreciating what that feels like. Or maybe on your walk, you walk by some beautiful daffodils, which has been happening to me all over because that is like the flower here that the deers don't eat. (laughs) And if you walk by a certain flower, bend down and give it a smell. It's a great time to really use your five senses, appreciate new things, and just let that take your stress levels down, let that impact your health, and just that being grateful sensation tends to make people feel happier. So I do feel like there's a lot more happiness in the spring and maybe all of these reasons are why, but if you're not feeling it yet, take that moment to actively be grateful, to actively be present, and to really feel the shift in seasons right now. Now with all that being said, I have a super fun podcast episode today. It's something that we all need a little bit more of, and it might surprise you. We've never talked about this one of what you need more of for your health. So I'm going to hold it right there. And I'm going to tell you about that right after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from NIH News in Health, they had a great article about sound health. They said that music gets you moving and more, something we haven't really talked much about and something I personally have never really read about before. But what they said is that music has been around since ancient times, and it's part of pretty much every known culture. 
It can get you moving, it can get you dancing, it can get your foot tapping, maybe your fingers tapping on that table, uh, lifts your mood, lifts your energy as well, and sometimes it even helps you recall a distant memory. I don't know about you, but have you ever heard a song and it brings you right back to high school? (laughs) It's definitely happened to me. Did you know that music can bring other health benefits as well? Scientists are exploring the different ways music stimulates healthier bodies and even healthier minds. Now, when you listen to or create music, it affects how you think, how you feel, how you move, and more, according to Dr. Finkelstein, who leads the NIH's Music Health Initiative. Now, today, modern technologies are helping researchers learn more about how the brain works, what parts of the brain respond to music, and how music might help ease symptoms of certain diseases and conditions. I mean, who knew that music could actually help a disease. I thought it was fascinating. Now, the brain is certainly very complex, right? It's the control center of your nervous system, the network of nerve cells that carry messages to and from your body and the brain. And a healthy brain tries to make sense of the world around you and the constant information it receives, and that would be including sound and music. Sound is an important and actually a very profound force in many people's lives. The more we exercise our sound processing in the brain, the better the brain becomes at making sense of sound and the world around us. And music does this more than any other sound. Music and other sounds, what they do, they enter the ear as a sound wave And these create vibrations on our eardrum that are transformed into electrical signals. The electrical signals travel up the auditory nerve to the brain's auditory cortex, and this brain area interprets the sound into something we recognize and something we understand. But music affects more than the brain areas that process sound. Using techniques that take pictures of the brain, like your basic MRI, scientists have found that music affects other brain areas. And when music stimulates the brain, it shows up on brain images as flickers of bright light. And studies have shown that music lights up brain areas involved in emotion, memory, and even physical movement. Now, music can help facilitate movement, according to Dr. Finkelstein. He explains that the NIH-funded scientists are investigating whether music can help patients with movement disorders, like Parkinson's disease, and patients with conditions slowly lose their ability to walk and move over time. That's obviously what Parkinson's is. Now, studies show that when a certain beat is embedded in music, it can help people with Parkinson's disease walk. And another study is looking at how dance compares to other types of exercises in people with Parkinson's disease. Also evidence that music may be helpful for people with other health conditions, including Alzheimer's disease, dementia, traumatic traumatic brain injury, stroke, aphasia, autism, and hearing loss. Now, how about playing a musical instrument? Because playing a musical instrument engages many parts of the brain at once, And this can especially benefit children and teens whose brains are still developing. Introducing music to young kids can positively influence their ability to focus, how they act, and language development. The research team at Northwestern studies how musical training influences brain development, and they found that music has positive effects on kids' learning abilities, 
even when the training starts as late as high school. And the teens in the study showed biological changes in the brain after two years of participating in consistent music making activities in school. And they say that the benefits can be long lasting. Now, I don't know about you, but I always have felt like my brain shifts into a different mode when playing an instrument. Now, I took piano as a kid, and I guess that's a good thing because I was in my teens, and that helps the biological changes in your brain. If you are a parent, absolutely get your kids involved in music at a young age because it is such a huge benefit. Now, listening to and making music on your own can bring so many health benefits to you. Some people may also benefit from the help of a board certified music therapist. Music therapists are trained in how to use music to meet the mental, social, and physical needs of people with different health conditions. Now, music can offer many health benefits in our lives, but it may not be helpful for everyone. Just so you know, traumatic injuries and brain conditions can change the way a person perceives and responds to music. So some people may find some types of music overstimulating and others may find that certain music brings up emotional or traumatic memories. So that's something that you definitely want to take note of. You wanna think of music like physical fitness. That's what they say. Um, you wanna think of it as something that is a benefit to you. You should expose yourself to music. You should play music because it honestly is changing different things. It impacts your brain. And to me, it's just another thing that is so important to have that auditory sensation. Um, just like I was saying earlier, like going out, appreciating, using all your senses with springtime right now, it's really important to do with music as well. I wouldn't play it too loud. Let's not like overdo it in our eardrums. But I do think that music and sound can definitely play a role in our health. And that is what they are saying in the News and Health article today. It's always great to put on a little music. It's often great to put on some classical music as well. So if you, uh, if you are into classical, sometimes that can just help sort of ease your mood a little bit. Um, sometimes regular music, like radio music, if you're listening to rap or something, that could certainly impact you in maybe a negative way or it could create some kind of stress. So sometimes it's just about what music you put on. And so classical can certainly be very calming and relaxing. So all great things for our mental stimulus. Now, what are we talking about today? Something that I told you is very fun because fun is really important in our life. I found this incredible article recently in NPR, and they said that you should make a habit of having more fun. And I was like, what? What is that talking about? Like, of course we wanna have fun, but I just figured, you know, fun is for fun, right? Well, that is what I actually learned is not necessarily true. And I feel like we do need to take fun a little more seriously <laughs> in a joyful way, right? So what they talked about in this article is they, they, first of all, they asked a lot, like think about the last time that you had a lot of fun. Remember when you were young and you used to fly super high on a swing and to that point where you sort of lost your stomach or your, your stomach would sort of like flip over, that kind of feeling? Or when's the last time you busted out laughing so hard that you had like tears coming down your face? Well, if it's been a while since you had that kind of fun, just so you know, you are definitely not alone. A lot of people, 
And I am included in this. I, I think I've talked about it quite often that a lot of us are still recovering from sort of an antisocial time that happened from the pandemic. And these days, events outside of our control are taking a serious toll on our health. They said that last fall, 76% of adults surveyed by the American Psychological Association said stress from politics, race relations, violence, and inflation has affected their health. And they reported it experiencing a lot more headaches, fatigue, depression, nervousness, and even exhaustion. By the antidote may be hiding in plain sight, two recent books argue that making room for more fun in your life could actually counteract both the stress and the tendency to escape it by zoning out online. How many people do that? It's called social media, scrolling. What are we doing? We're zoning out. And sometimes that's how people deal with this stress. Now, in the fun habit, how the disciplined pursuit of joy and wonder can change your life, it's a book that was published in January by a psychologist, Mike Rucker. He makes the case that pursuit of fun experiences may be even more valuable than seeking the sometimes abstract goal of happiness. So two very different things having fun and being happy are actually different things. Now, what he says is that happiness is a state of mind, but fun is something you can do. Fun does not require education. Fun does not require money and fun does not require power, but it does require some intentionality. And if happiness is a mirage, they say that fun is your backyard oasis. And I love to hear that. And it's very true. And fun does take a little bit of work. We're going to talk about that. Now, there is a science journalist, Katherine Price. She is the author of The Power of Fun, and that was published in 2021. She has a very similar view. She took a break from her latest interest, online blues piano lessons, uh, <laughs> to do a call that they talked about all kinds of things that are needed to create this, what they call power of fun. And I love that they call it a power because it kind of is. Fun when you're a kid is taken for granted. You just do it. But then when you get older, we kind of have to find the power in it again. She said that we trivialize fun and that we're casual and we're sloppy about how we use the word. And yet she says it's so essential for happiness and it's so essential for our health. And fun can be so many things. So NPR asked their readers to share what they were really into. And I guess like 1,500 people responded with all kinds of ranges of different pursuits and things that they considered fun. Everything from hula hooping to home brewing beer to raising reptiles. And more than 800 said that they do these activities because they are fun. Home brewing, by the way, that is like such a thing right now. At least it is here in Pennsylvania. Met many people recently who do all kinds of home brewing and they just love it and they say it's so much fun, right? 
Now here's advice from these two people, right? Price and Rucker had some advice on how to build more fun into your life. Because I think it's really easy for me to say to all of you and for me to even read like, okay, go out and have more fun. But like to me, like, okay, I'll read that and then I'll never do anything, right? So reading these tips on how to start including more fun into your life definitely has um, given me something to work on because I actually see this as really sort of a gift, sort of like, oh, this is like a neat new chapter of something that I could start including in my life. Now, the first thing that they want you to do, the first piece of advice that they give you is to stop worrying about how happy you are. So, as a founding member of the International Positive Psychology Association. Did you even know there was such a thing? The International Positive Psychology Association? Well, Rucker is a part of that association and Rucker has put many teachings of happiness science into his life, like keeping a gratitude journal. But he said that after his brother died and he unfortunately died unexpectedly, Rucker felt really burned out, he felt really lonely, and he began to feel that the more he pursued happiness, the more elusive it became. And really happiness is an evaluation, right? You're constantly asking yourself like, what is going right? What is going wrong? And it can be a little bit of a trap and it can be a little hard for people. You're constantly asking yourself, well, am I happy? And that in itself can start to sort of bring you down. People who highly value happiness may end up feeling more often disappointed about how they feel because of this almost pressure to constantly feel happiness. So in contrast, fun is relatively easy to achieve, yet many adults are conditioned to believe that it isn't really that important and experience very little of it. And I'm gonna be 100% honest, I feel like that that's me. Like I, I live a great life and I'm a happy person, not always happy, none of us are always happy, but like I feel like I'm just like not having enough fun I'm not experiencing enough fun. It's something that I definitely need more of. Now, they say even if you're not happy, you can have fun, which is kind of awesome, right? And even if that's just having coffee with a friend, that's totally fine. Like I know for me, going out to breakfast with my friends when I lived in Austin, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Now, some people like to go to comedy clubs, like they literally love to laugh. And so that's fun for them. And that's great as well. Science has just begun to study the importance of fun and play. So there's not a super strict definition, but Rucker writes and says that fun generally involves doing something active and doing something intentional. And that would be opposed to something like mindlessly watching TV right? That like binge watching a show is not included in having fun. Like that might be a way that you relax, but I don't think we can quantify that into the I was having so much fun binge watching my show. It's not quite the same thing, right? So something to think about. Now, one of the audience members, one of the NPR audience members said that she started taking flying trapeze classes at the age of 42. And now she's 61 and she flies every weekend. Uh, and I think that is so awesome. She does flying trapeze. She says it's so hard and it's so scary and it's the most exciting and fun thing she's ever done. Like I hear that and I really 
want to try that. Like I always look at those pictures of the flying trapeze and it looks so fun, but it terrifies me. But I could see it being a super exciting thing to do. I think I need to find a place here where I can do some flying trapeze. Doesn't it sound exciting? Like how often do you do something like that where you actually intentionally set that up because you want to have fun and maybe also be a little tiny bit scared? <laughs> now, Price, who is also the founder of ScreenLifeBalance.com, defines fun as a state in which we experience playfulness, connection to others, and flow. Sort of that feeling where you lose track of time because you're in this fun zone and you're not really worried about how you look or how you perform. Definitely a blessing right there to not worry about how you look or how you perform. And let's face it, team, as we get older, we start to get that vibe a lot more. Like we just, uh, I totally could care less what I look like or what someone thinks of me or how I perform. Like I literally, if you saw me in the market, it's not the same person you see on Instagram. Now you're probably saying, well, then why do you look better on Instagram if you don't care how you look? Well, I'm also, I also have to sell, you know, what I do. And, and I'll be honest, like if I don't have any makeup on and I'm wearing sweats all the time, I'm probably not gonna get as many followers. It's not quite as inspiring. Although that being said, y'all do seem to love the posts I do where I am the most natural. So there's a little something to be said for both, right? But as we get older, we do get to this place where we don't care what other people think anymore. And that is the best time that we should be having fun because we no longer care about what other people think of what we are doing or how we look. Now, the second thing that they tell you to do to have a little more fun is to find your fun magnets. So if you're not sure where to start, you wanna find these fun magnets, as they call it. The first thing they say is please put your phone away when you're doing these kind of things, okay? Put your phones away and come up with maybe three to four memories of the last time you had a lot of fun. So these might be activities that you did when you were a kid that made you laugh all the time, maybe something you did last year, you know, a memory of this time that you, you just had like the greatest memory from the joy it brought you, the smile on your face, maybe it was a vacation and you were doing, you know, I think like we have a lot of fun on vacation, so maybe you have some memories of that. Fun can be so many different things and it's gonna be different for everybody. What's fun for me is not gonna necessarily be fun for you. There was this one um, reader uh, who they interviewed, or I should say audience listener on NPR, who said that she absolutely loved to build and fight with robots. Like that to her was so much joy. She loved building them. She loved smashing, smashing them. I guess they do like fighting um, with the robots and that brought her so much joy. That wouldn't bring me joy, but it doesn't have to bring me, that's not fun for me, but that was super fun for her. There was another NPR listener who said that thrift shopping brought her, she just thought that was like the most fun thing and it was because it brought her this memory of her and her mom always being on a tight budget so they used to go thrift shopping together and so she has this really fun memory of it so it's super fun for her to do even today even if money isn't the issue anymore she still loves to do it find her little treasures and that's super fun. So start off by just like thinking, what is your fun magnet? Look back, find your memories of things that brought you 
so much joy. And it's funny because I sat for a second to think of what my fun magnets were. And I thought it was very bizarre that the first thing that came to my head was this trip I took with my family when I was probably in either my late teens or early 20s. We went river rafting. And the reason this is funny is because it was probably the most traumatic event for me. But obviously I had so much fun mostly so like going down the river river rafting i found it super fun but at the end of this huge rapid there's like this huge rapid and uh, everybody comes and like stands around on the sides of the rapid to watch people go through this huge rapid well all i know is that i told the guide we both told my the guide my mom and i told the guide we don't want to fall out like everyone else my sister wanted to fall out she didn't care my brother-in-law he didn't care my best friend robin she didn't care but my mom and I just said like, look, we don't want to fall out. So just tell us where to sit and blah, blah, blah. Well, on the last rapid, me and my mom and the guide fell out. And I got taken under into this little like turn of water where I was getting sucked under. It was actually quite terrifying. That's why I think it's amazing that that's the memory that came to my mind. The, the guide pulled me out. I wasn't a strong swimmer back then. Today, I don't think I'd have any issue because I am a strong swimmer, but back then I wasn't. Um, and so anyway, it was a sort of traumatic for me. Now, that being said, I must have had a lot of fun other than that one moment because that's the thing that came back to me. So I guess I need to get back to river rafting as one of my fun magnets. I think I need to do some trapeze because that sounds super fun, but you need to figure out what your fun magnet is too. So take a moment to figure out what some of those memories might be for you. Then they say the third thing you should do is put fun on the calendar. I bet you've heard that before about things like your workouts, right? Once you identify what fun is for you, you actually have to put it on your calendar, right? Because otherwise you're never going to do it. Just like you're not going to do that workout unless you schedule it. So even though scheduling fun doesn't sound very spontaneous, fun doesn't have to be spontaneous. Like it just needs to be fun, right? <laughs> At least that's the way I see it. And it's going to come more easily when you're young. That's for sure. Like for sure fun comes more spontaneously when you're young, but it just doesn't when you're older. And so it is super important that you start to schedule it. And so that might be a vacation that you're dying to do that has a lot of fun activities. Like maybe you love to wakeboard and so you're gonna go on a wakeboard trip or maybe you love to dive and you're gonna go on a diving trip. Like you have to schedule something like that. Um, maybe you wanna try trapeze with me. Well, guess what? We're gonna have to put it on the calendar or it's never gonna happen. And now I'm terrified that you're all gonna keep asking me when is my trapeze calendar appointment? I have to first see if there's something around here, but I'm gonna do it, okay? Um, but you have to put fun on the calendar, even if it's something like a hike with your friends, coffee with your friends. What if you sat down once a month and scheduled one fun activity, whatever that is for you. It's your coffee, it's your breakfast with your friends, it's your hike. It doesn't have to be something like trapeze. Like obviously that's a big one. You have to investigate, it's gonna cost some money. But just putting down one thing a week that is fun would be amazing for all of us, for sure. And then they say that the last thing, no, actually there's a couple more, but almost the last thing, you gotta unplug and they say seriously, like they literally wrote seriously exclamation point. 
You've got to pay attention to how much of your leisure time is spent scrolling on these phones. Or what about just passively watching TV? Because all of that is yielding to absolutely nothing. And it's deceptively easy to escape that way. So you think you're escaping boredom and discomfort potentially emotionally by just doing some of that scrolling and passive watching, but it's not a benefit to you and it's certainly not gonna help you have any fun. Most of us have control over at least two hours of our day for leisure activities, and they said that some have up to five hours of that control a day, and that's a lot of time. But the average American uses up more than two hours a day on social media. It absolutely makes me sad, and I'm one of the people. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, these are the constant things I talk about because I want to work on them too. You are definitely not alone. But could you consider using these two hours a day on something else that brings you joy? They said that technology is the enemy of fun. If you're always connected to your phone, checking that last email, checking that last post, checking what this person's doing, you gotta just stop being online all the time. Now, when Rucker realized that he was checking his phone often while he was watching his daughter take gymnastics class, he decided that instead they should take a dance class together. And now they did that and he has all these amazing memories. So if you are that parent who is sort of watching your child at their sport, but really watching your phone the whole time, you have a couple options. You don't wanna pull your child out of their sport, I get that, and you might wanna be there to watch them, but maybe put your phone in the car and that way you can really watch them. And then pick an activity that you can do with your child so that you can also have fun with them because those are the memories that absolutely 100% last. So you've got to unplug, right? And then the last thing they say is you should share the fun and you should amplify it. So Price was the one who said this and she swears by, she swears that more fun is happening when you share it with others. Share what brings you delight with someone else. And I absolutely have to agree. Now, Price has running text chains with several friends, I love this, who send her photos of upbeat moments throughout their day. Just for fun, she recently sent friends a $10 disco balls that they could put all over their house for their dance parties that they were having. How cute is that? And I just love that everybody is sort of getting into the fun thing and texting friends, look what I did to have fun, look what I did. It's not to make someone feel bad, but it's like to encourage and all of you together celebrating the fun that you're having. So I could totally see doing that. I absolutely love that. Um, it's so important that not only are you having fun, but that you're sharing it with others. And some people, it, they said was it was ukulele class, and they took some pictures of themselves in a ukulele class, and they shared it with their friends. And also when you do that, it also gives other people ideas. Oh, like you took a ukulele class? I would have never thought to do that, and that sounds really fun. And then they might give it a try, right? 
So definitely share your fun with others. Uh, maybe you have a group of friends where you guys could challenge each other to do one fun thing. How about just one fun thing a month? And if you can't do it together, maybe you can challenge each other to do it and then you all do a FaceTime together to talk about it. At the end of the day, it's just all about enjoying your life. As we get older, it's just we get more sedentary. We get more set in our ways. We're working all the time. We have so much going on. We're taking care of our families. And you just literally forget to have fun. And then we're going to look back at our life one day and we're going to wonder why we didn't do all those things that we could have done. But yeah, they take they take a little more effort, right? To me, it's no different than like romance in your relationship with your partner. Like it takes effort to keep that romance going. Well, it's going to take effort to keep fun in your life going as well. So I just thought this was a super fun article that I had read and a really great uh, way to sort of bring spring back since we are here in spring and it's such a joyful season that we could all start doing something very fun because I truly think that in order to get over some of our antisocial behaviors that were created during the pandemic and to just always stimulate happiness, it's it can start with fun. Again, even though fun and happiness are two different things, you, if you start with fun, it's almost, it's gonna be pretty hard to have fun and not be happy at that moment. So there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you take on the challenge. I hope you do it with your kids. I hope you do it with your family. I hope you do it with your friends, your partners. But at the very least, do it for yourself because it might be the best gift that you give yourself all year. So here's to having fun. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, health, nutrition, and fun information you can put into play right away.